You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye And welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown Live booking podcast hosted by us. I am Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is the lunatic fringe Mikey Manfredi. We can use that one, Mikey, because it's up and up for free now. It's up in the air now. No one claimed it. That's it's not. I mean, that's not how free trademarks work. But <laughs> free agent nickname, lunatic fringe. <laughs> we, we're. It's not how trademarks work, but we're doing it anyways, baby. <laughs> Uh, Mikey, we're, we're gonna go straight into the pre-show, uh, a little late, I guess, we're, we're, we're in that time situation, but Mikey, you literally just watched that video that John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, put out via Twitter, which makes it, I think, officially his first tweet ever. Thoughts on the video, Mikey? Uh, was he, was he in the Ambrose Asylum? This is also, Mikey, I guess, Mikey Indie Corner. yeah. So I think I think that beginning was sim- was symbolic of him breaking out of the Ambrose Asylum from WWE mm-hmm. and moving on to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't read it as much as the asylum, but as a prison, which also is like whoa metaphors, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either way, it's a, either way it's a metaphor, right? Like, yeah. Either way, it's a metaphor for him breaking out of the, for him finally getting out of WWE and breaking out of his past gimmicks, I guess, or his, or what he thought was a prison. Mm-hmm. His wacky elbows. Yeah, his wacky elbows and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Spraying mustard and ketchup at people and hot dog cart and whatever. Mm-hmm. Any hot takes you got? Immediate hot takes. I want your takes to be the hottest takes of anyone in the world. Did someone like post that gif of Cody Rhodes with like his hand to his ear? Like, oh, you know, you know, the internet did that. <laughs> that's not even a question, Mikey. That's like that's like if you if you look at any superstar who's like possibly leaving WWE, the first comment is always the Cody Rhodes gif. Oh yeah, dude. I mean Harper. I mean Leo Rush. I guess. I mean anyone in the world. Cody Rhodes is there. Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, plot twist, it's just Cody Rhodes on a bunch of different accounts. Oh, maybe that's the hot take. It wasn't actually John Moxley, it was just Cody Rhodes. No, I mean the reply gifts are just Cody Rhodes on a bunch of different accounts, just putting him, putting gifts of himself. I would love that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so what do you, so okay, so the video came out uh, uh, pretty much uh, what, last week, I think. Uh, John Moxley uh, put out a video of him escaping either from prison either from the insane asylum um jumping over a barbed wire fence grabbing that barbed wire with him causing himself to bleed but he's fine he's smiling um he wrapped that barbed wire around his wrist ready to punch people with it probably say it again mikey i said he's probably ready to punch the people with that barbed wire wrapped around his wrist oh yeah looks like we might be getting deathmatch john moxley (laughs) czw czw 
So there's a lot of theories rolling around, Mikey. And as a as a new indie person, uh, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Where do you think he could go in his return to the indie scene? Where would oh, you like to see him? I mean, like AEW, of course. But I don't know. I don't know where else. I don't know what his plans are. I don't know if he, he really doesn't have. I don't know if he has ties to anywhere else that he could go back to. Um, Besides, of course, CZW. Probably it seems like it with the barbed wire hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know enough about the indies to, to to talk about where he might go and where he might fit in the best. Would you like to? You, you've been watching Double or Nothing. You've been watching uh, uh, Being the Elite. Would you like to see him in AEW? Do you think he's a good fit? I think so. I think he could. I think they could do some good stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they. I feel like he'd be a great fit. You know, he could do. You know, this, that WWE style of safe matches. Uh, if Renee is like, please don't hurt yourself too badly, please <laughs> don't die, don't die, or uh, of course. Uh, what is his name? Not Jimmy. Jimmy Havoc. They got uh, G- another fellow somewhat deathmatchy kind of guy, Jimmy Havoc in AEW. So maybe if they wanted to, one more match at Double or Nothing, Mikey. Hey, that'd be cool. John Moxley versus Jimmy Havoc in a deathmatch. In a deathmatch. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And featuring Joey Janela on base. <laughs> Are they just going to be, like, putting each other through tables with, like, lampposts? Uh, like, not lampposts, like, lamp... Like, I'm trying to think light of... Tubes? Like, yeah, light tubes, that's it. Was... No, no, they're going to use lampposts, buddy. <laughs> yeah, light tubes is what I was trying to get at. I love the idea of lampposts. <laughs> John Moxley with his big, beefy shoulders picking up a lamppost. Just like a house lamp and just putting it across a table. Just a bunch of house Honestly, lamps. wouldn't be too bad. I mean, you just break it on the table, there's glass, there's light... I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think AD, AEW could be a good fit for him. Uh, I think it'd be a nice safe, safe play. I mean, it, assuming he is, you know, maybe it was a seven-figure kind of guy, assuming he will, AEW might be the only people that can pay for him. Yeah. I mean, if he's if he's going for that much, I think AEW is the only people who could pay for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it'd be exciting. I think, you know, he is probably the you know, the biggest star in America right now and on the independent scene. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, the world, the sky is his oyster. The The world, the world, world is a sea. The world is a sea and the sky is his oyster. And the pearls are his light tubes. (laughs) And the pearls Um, are the lampposts. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of hit the books. Mikey, uh we are here to book the third week of hit the book smackdown live coming out of wrestlemania heading into the our next pay-per-view backlash mm-hmm. uh i am excited are you my boy yes i'm very excited i'm i'm super hyped to book tour backlash um we we gotta start i feel like this week's episode we gotta put in some uh um what's the words matches <laughs> for backlash um if you don't know if you're new here if you don't know who we are uh mikey and i have booked and are booking every episode of smackdown live i think what was it since august august because that's since when the summer august is 21st august 21st mikey and i have been booking smackdown live that means every match every segment 
every superstar as much as we can fit on the show. <laughs> Almost every superstar. Uh, we put onto the show, and that is what we've been doing. Uh, Mikey, let's go over what happened last week and talk about those booking scores. Why don't we? Yeah, let's do it. And like I like I started doing last week, Mikey, I am going to give you them in order of ranking from lowest uh, to the highest. Okay, sounds good. Is, and of course, this is on a scale of one to four. So starting at the bottom, number 11 is our backstage segment with Ricochet, where he says, I want to make sure that Velveteen Dream knows that he is the one and only. This got a 2.33 out of four on the booking scale. I guess people want to see uh, Dream involved in this. Yeah, it's probably, I would argue it probably was a step down, thinking about it afterwards, probably a step down from the backstage brawl last week or the week before. Yeah. To this week just being like an interview. And that's it. <laughs> Think like hindsight, yeah, I can see why it's the lowest. Yep. Um, going right along, number ten is the Andrade and Zelina Vega promo uh, at the beginning of our show, which was interrupted by Pete Dunn, uh, and it resulted in GM Page making a match next or later. Where if Pete Dunne wins, uh, he gets a Intercontinental title match at Backlash against Andrade. This got a 2.42 out of 10. All right, all right. Could be higher, but that's that's okay. I mean, it's just an opening promo, right? Like, it's just a basic, generic opening promo to get a match set up for later. So, like, I understand the low score. At number 9, we have the promo, the Iconics promo. Uh, with the Iconics wanting a match against the, against the Empress of the Night for the Women's Tag Team Championships at Backlash, which was later interrupted and was attacked, and the Iconics were attacked by Nia Jax. This got a 2.5 out of 4. People just aren't excited to see Nia Jax. <laughs> that might be fair. <laughs> it, I mean, it might be that. Maybe it's just... I also think sort of like the situation with Episode 1 with something, with some scores... It's the beginning of a build. Yeah. So, like, it's like, there's not, in terms of scoring, there's not much, you like, as a baseline being 2.5, that would be great. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, number eight, is the six-man tag team match, uh, tag team tournament quarterfinal match of New Day versus Sanity, with the New Day winning and moving on to the tournament to find a new number one contender for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. This got a 2.65 out of 4. All right, all right. New Day coming through. New Day rocks. Oh, yes, they do. What a question mark I added. New Day rocks? <laughs> new Day rocks. Okay, number 7, going right along, is the match of Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke, where Shayna Baszler defeats Dana Brooke very quickly, very effectively, and followed it up with a post-match beatdown where Tamina made the save for Dana Brooke. This match got a 2.67 out of 4 on the booking scale. Okay, all right. Better than Tamina did last week, I think, right? Yes, last week, Baszler and Tamina got a 2.49. Mm-hmm. So that is quite the improvement. Yes, it is. Moving right along, number six is the other tag team tournament quarterfinal match of English and Elias losing to the Ascension. This got a 2.84 out of four. Okay. Okay. 
I would say that's good. I, I'm honestly, I feel like that's really good. Yeah. Um, and it I'll should be that. said, Mikey, out of the four tag team quarterfinal matches, um, this did, this did, I mean, it did fairly well. It, 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 would you be surprised to know that Sanity and New Day were the lowest ranked tag team match out of the four tag team quarterfinal matches you booked? I, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, English and Lies and Ascension doing much better than honestly I thought they would. Yeah, me too. I'm glad they I'm glad they stepped up, I guess. Or I'm glad we stepped them up. <laughs> it's a it's a two way street, I guess. Um <laughs> uh, number five uh is the actual match of Andrade versus Pete Dunn, where it resulted in Pete Dunn hitting his bitter end finisher, but because Vega distracting the referee and hitting a thumb to the eye of Pete Dunn, Andrade ended up getting the victory. Two point nine nine out of four. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yes, yeah, right on that cusp of that three. Mm-hmm. Yes, very, very good. Uh, moving along, we have at number four is Miz TV with the Miz with special guest Roman Reigns. Um, Roman is excited to be here and to you know take back what was once his, that being the WWE Championship. Daniel Bryan comes out. Sorry, Dan Bryan comes out and. Suppose, proposes that uh, you know he welcomes Roman Reigns to SmackDown Live, but proposes the idea that uh, he needs to go through Daniel Bryan first, or at least Daniel Bryan deserves a WWE Championship shot way more than Roman Reigns does. Then Braun Strowman arrives and distracts the two. Miz attacks Bryan, Reigns helps Bryan, Strowman attacks Reigns, a huge brawl, and then they all separate, and we have a match later tonight so that Miz tv chaos got a 3.01 out of four okay all right hitting that three finally on yeah, the night it's compared to i guess the main event last week which got a 2.14 yeah way that better was rough. that was it rough. looks like brian and Miz are helping yeah it looks um, like it because I guess people just don't want to see Reigns and Strowman. And McIntyre, I guess, in the mix as well. Which is fair, honestly. Um, so moving right along is our number three spot is Charlotte Flair defeating Natalia in a match. Following that match, though, Charlotte Flair cut a little quick little promo on Natalia, who, get, who got injured during the match. Charlotte Flair saying that she's the pinnacle of the women's division. She doesn't need anyone's help, and no one from any family, brand, or sport can beat her because she is the best there ever was, the best that ever is, and the best there ever will be. This got a 3.15 out of 4. All right, damn. Charlotte Flair and Natalia, interesting. Oh, yeah, that was a huge go. That was a hugely high-rated thing. Way higher than I wholly expected. But that was that was great for us, dude. Yeah, that was just kind of like a match we just made, and all of a sudden people were loving it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, at number two this week is Miz and Strowman's backstage segment, where the Miz tried to recruit Braun Strowman as his protege, um, saying that, "Look, uh, you've never won a world championship. I have. Let me teach you what to do." Uh, and Braun Strowman had none of it right before their match. This got a 3.29 out of 4. Whoa. All right. Dang. People like that. Yeah, apparently. People like that 
maybe that's something to continue. Maybe it is Miz and Strowman going people, forward. People like Miz trying to get Strowman on his side. To tame the monster, you have to become the monster. Miz, I mean, Miz starts like lifting cars. <laughs> I like this storyline of Miz and Strowman trying to like work together and Strowman trying to do like workouts with Miz and Strowman's like lifting an ambulance or something. And the Miz is flipping cars or whatnot. And the Miz is like trying to, but he can't. And it's like he can get very comedic if we wanted to. This could be very good. <laughs> um, and finally, at the top-rated number one spot of the booking score, voted on by you on Twitter at Hit the Books Pod, is our main event: the tag match of Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan losing to Braun Strowman in the Miz when the Miz pinned. Roman Reigns. It's got a 3.33 out of 4. Whoa. All right. Cool. I like it. Yeah. So very good. Very solid main event. Um, Exciting. I thought it was very well put together. Very well put together show indeed. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, But now it's time, Mikey, for our own show to be put together. This week's episode of Hit the Books. So, Mikey, I got one question for you. Are you ready? Yeah, you know, I think I'm ready. No, Mikey, I said, are you ready? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all shape, ability, and gender. Oh, let's get ready to book it. Introducing the Toon Squad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That was good. I like that. (laughs) That was good. Okay, Mikey. uh, (laughs) Oh, man. I just slapped my knee unironically. Okay, Mikey. Are you ready? Let us do this. Um, Pitches. Pitches for this week. Um, obviously, you are handling the tag team division. I am handling the women's division. But we need some ideas and pitches for the world title scene and the intercontinental title picture. So, mm-hmm. any ideas so far, right off the bat? Um, because I got a couple. Okay, hit me. One, Finn Balor should open the show. I like it. We haven't seen him in a while. Uh, we need to figure out uh, what him and Drew McIntyre are doing. Because mm-hmm. I assume we're going Finn Balor McIntyre at Backlash. I think that's just the easier match. Yeah, Finn Balor McIntyre rematch. McIntyre wants Balor's head still. Hmm. Um. The question being whether does he want? The... I was like, does he want Balor's head? Or does he want the demon's head? I mean, he called for the demon, so it sounds like he wants the demon. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um. And we got to figure out how that's being done. But then I got a very bold pitch for the Intercontinental Title. A bold pitch, you say? Uh, possibly a bold pitch. Hit me with the bold pitch. Here we go. Hit. <laughs> Did you throw it? Hold on. Here, I'm getting ready at bat. Here we go. Ooh, foul ball. Oh, dang it. Um. So the bold pitch here is that uh, backstage segment, Pete Dunn, he says he wants a second chance, second one, another match. Uh, Paige says that, look, I can't do that. We have a lot of contenders, and I know you lost in an unfair fashion, but you did lose, and we have so many other people that 
want a shot at the Intercontinental Championship. So uh, I'm sorry, Pete, but you have to wait your turn. Okay. And so then uh, who comes out next as a contender for the Intercontinental title, uh, I guess is a question for us to decide. My pitches are like Rey Mysterio or uh, maybe like a Rusev or... Uh, my my, I think my lead pitch right now is Apollo Cruz with Carmella. Ooh, Apollo Cruz! Is there gonna be a part where Apollo where Apollo Cruz and Carmella are going backstage for getting getting a petition signed to have him in the Intercontinental title picture? I mean, we can certainly do that. <laughs> You're right, um, and I'm certain a lot of people would sign off on that. Um, but yeah, that's that's my pitch. Pete Dunn is in the back of the line. We can continue that feud, obviously, and maybe it could turn into like a triple threat match down the line. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, I just like the idea of Pete Dunn, you lost. You got to wait your turn. As sad as that is, there's other people. And maybe Carmella helped, you know, being friends of Paige, helped get Apollo into that title picture. Mm hmm. Um, you know, maybe Vega was like, Pete Dunn lost, he can't do it, la la la, moving on. Um, who knows? Maybe those are the situations. Um, but those are my two pitches. So, Mikey, what do you think? Uh, I like them both, actually. I like them both a lot. I think we need to see a little more of Finn Balor, uh, recently. And I think, uh, Pete Dunn just not being able to go go after Andrade again is good, because it's like... Listen, like it sucks, but like it's he still won technically, so what's fair is fair, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where do you want to start first? Which which pitch do you want to dive into first? Hmm. Let's dive into Finn Balor opening the show. Okay, Finn Balor opens SmackDown Live. He walks into a bar, and Dean Ambrose is there with a lamp post. <laughs> he gets walloped. You make one mistake. You call one thing the wrong thing, and now you never hear the end of it. <laughs> okay, so pitches. Dean Ambrose. No, sorry. Finn Balor. <laughs> now I'm confused. Finn Balor opens SmackDown Live. What happens next? What What's the pitch here? Uh, so Finn Balor opens SmackDown Live. He hasn't been on since WrestleMania. Yeah. We haven't seen him on TV since then. Yes. We haven't seen him since WrestleMania. Um. Where, let's, quick reminder, sorry, Mikey, quick reminder from what happened at WrestleMania, Finn Balor, as the Demon, barely won that match. Yeah, he he just pulled it out. That was scary for the Demon, I guess, because he usually usually is very dominant. Mm Mm-hmm. Usually very dominant Demon, nearly lost. That match nearly lost the WWE Championship, so that's just a quick reminder. Um, yeah. Okay, so what does he have to say? What does Finn Balor have to say now? Um, I think I think does he call out Drew McIntyre? Hmm, that's certainly dangerous. Yeah. Does he try to get the upper hand? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm first, not sure he's going to be like. Here. It's good to be back. And do, yeah, so it's been a while. Cheap uh, I had, yeah, I had a round crap. I had a rough match. I had a clearly a rough match at uh, WrestleMania. Uh, 
But I'm here now. Uh, what does he say after that? What does he say after his just pure faceness? After some... Okay, I'll write that down. After some pure face... Uh, uh, promos. Words. Um, he... I feel like he doesn't necessarily want to call it Drew McIntyre, not because he's fearful, just because it's like, well, he's going to kill me. Um, <laughs> he's he's going to kill me if I call him out. But it would be a very bold move. It might be like, oh, maybe he has some cojones. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Maybe um, he wants to prove that he can, like... Like, he wants to, like, prove to himself that, like, hey... Like... She, he, I barely beat him at, I ba- like barely beat him at wrestling. Like, I think maybe he wants to like prove to himself that he can get the upper hand on McIntyre if he needs to, because instead of just barely squeaking out the victory, you know. So Finn Balor admits that he barely won at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think so. Um. And he he admits that he barely won at WrestleMania, and he feels the need to to and he feels the need to prove it once more, to prove that he he can do it. I don't know. I mean, that seems weird because he did do it technically. Yeah, he did do it, but like he barely did it. Yeah, he squeak. If any, if there's a term for a squeaker. Is that? Hmm. He barely won at WrestleMania, and he feels the need to be like, "Look, fella, <laughs> look, fellas, and felines." Maybe he doesn't even call out McIntyre. Maybe he's just like, maybe he tries to find like a new challenger, and then McIntyre comes out and interrupts, and he's like, "No, no, no, you're not getting away that easy." Ooh, okay, okay, I'm liking that. Maybe Finn Balor. Balor mentioned he barely won at WrestleMania, and and uh, but uh, he is he is still the WWE champion. Mm-hmm. And he's still going to be a fighting champion. And he is still going to be a fighting champion. Um, and in lieu of the superstar shakeup, it's time for a new challenger. And then that's when McIntyre comes out and he's like, "Don't think you could get away that easy." Mm-hmm. After a beat, McIntyre comes out and says that. Pretty much getting rid of that, getting rid of him won't be that easy. Mm-hmm. The hunt isn't finished until I have the WWE Championship and your head on a pike. Violent, but I love it. Very violent. This won't end until you're decapitated. <laughs> From my claymore. 
whoa, whoa, man, this is just a this just a title. Calm down. We're not trying to kill each other here. My, I, he brings an actual. Oh my god, that would be his WrestleMania entrance, wouldn't it? He brings he just, a clay. He, he just walks has out a with a claymore, like a sword, like a big ass sword. God, that would have been his WrestleMania thing. And he like stabs it in the ground. Stabs it through the ring. It breaks because it's canvas. <laughs> no, it was like like there's like a thing at the entrance right where you can just like stab it into. Yeah, it's just as fair. Um, it's just this giant rock, and then no one else can pull it out. <laughs> Except for Drew McIntyre. Okay, so Drew McIntyre says he wants a WWE Championship and Finn Balor's head on a pike. I don't think he says... I think he says the demon's head on a pike. Ooh, okay. I want the demon's head on a pike. Yeah. Okay. Demon's head on a pike. Uh, what is what happens next? Uh, you know, it's a tough. This, this, is, this is where it gets hard because we're essentially we're we're building. We gotta we gotta we're we gotta create it from nothing because once it's created, then it's like sort of feels what what the next thing is feels right. Whatever feels right, you know, it's hard to describe. It's hard to it's hard to describe story writing. Mm-hmm. But once once you start it, it sort of just like goes. Mm-hmm. At, at a certain point, it's like oh, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and we're there, and we're good, and we're done. Yeah. That's why I remember at WrestleMania when I pitched the idea of Mike Kanellis turning heel, I was like, this feels right. Yeah. This is like we're starting from episode zero. Mm-hmm. I guess kind of, even though we have some backstory. Um, he wants the demon's head on a pike. Uh, you don't get a new challenger, right? Until until you until I don't know until you beat me for real. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. seems bad. Yeah, that's yeah, bad. yeah, that's delete, rough. delete, 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 delete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, never mind. Matt Hardy is freaking out. <laughs> Uh, okay, de- de- demon's head on a pike. Uh, I don't know. I think it's fine. I, I, we needs more, but I feel like you got to put it on a simmer right now. Mm-hmm. And let that simmer and come back to it. What do you think? I agree. Okay, so let's go. Let's go. Want to go to the tag? I feel like we need some tag team, Mikey. I think we need some tag team news. Yeah. So why don't you, as the as the owner of the SmackDown Live tag team division, share with us, Mikey. Share with us so f- profoundly what's happening in the tag team division this week. Well, we got some more uh, mat- tournament matches today. Ooh, of course we do. We got probably one or two. I have to um, surprise. Yes, I think we have the semifinals, I believe, today. The semifinals? Yeah. We have... Today we've got the Ascension versus the Usos and the New Day versus AOP. Oh my gosh, the Ascension versus the Usos. Okay. Why is there an underline on that one? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Google Sheets is confusing me. <laughs> and then you said the New Day versus AOP. Yep. Authors of are, are they do they still go by Authors of Pain or do they now did their name get changed to AOP? I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they were just AOP. The writer was like, what does that what does that stand for? I don't know. Um, They're just AOP. <laughs> AOP. Okay. Ascension Usos, New Day Authors of Pain. Is this both happening this week, I imagine? Yes. Okay. Uh okay. Then um what happens in these matches? Who wins, who dies? Who wins, who dies? Um Hmm. So the the trouble I'm having here is do we want a good like just heel versus face finals or do we want a new day versus Usos finals? Because we know the new day and the Usos can do some good stuff. That is true. I don't know, man. What's your decision? You're the tag team boy. Tag tag team boy. Tag team boy. Hello, oh, tag, boy. tag team boy. Oh, Ooh, we got boy. some fresh tag teams today, boy. <laughs> Ooh, give me that hot tag. <laughs> give me that hot tag. Ooh, ooh, you weren't holding the string. <laughs> no tag. Ooh, no tag, tag team boy. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, boy. Ooh, tag team boy. Mike, okay. Have I, have I stalled I think, long enough I for you? I think we're done. <laughs> have I stalled long enough? Okay, so I think that... The Ascension and the New Day move on. The Ascension and the New Day move on. So they both win their matches. How do they win their matches? There is someone mowing the lawn outside. <laughs> Who is doing this at such an odd hour? Well, I guess it's 11 a.m. on a Thursday. That's not, Or Friday. I guess it's not that weird. Anyways, Mikey, the Ascension New Day win. How do they win those matches? Um, I think that... Uh, I like I like the idea of the Ascension coming back and being more like more real? violent, more more yeah, more real and also like more violent than normal. Trying to like um trying to like make a name for themselves again and be noticed. Yeah. Uh, so I think that the Ascension beats the Usos, and I think that Connor pins uh, Jay. And this is a this is a clean victory. Yeah. There's not, there isn't, like, the bar getting involved or anything. This is a very clean thing. Yes. Okay. Connor pins Jay. The Ascension move on into the te- number one contender finals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then the New Day versus Authors of Pain. What happens there? Uh, I think who's so who's in the match for the New Day first? Uh, what who who do you think? Uh, let's let's say it's you want to just go classic Big E Xavier. Sure, Big E Xavier. I feel like Big E makes the most sense against Authors of Pain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Big E Xavier. Uh, they hit Razor with the up, up, down, down, and win. So that's Xavier Woods, I guess, pinning. Yeah, Razor. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. Woods, maybe Woods and Big E pin Razor. Okay. Yeah. Woods. Like like Woods pins him and the Big E like get like put like put like holds him down. Okay, I, I'm good with that. Woods and Big E pin Razor. Okay, and then is that it? Is that all that's happening this week in the tag team division? Um, hmm. 
do we want I'm trying to think of if I wanted somebody to like interrupt or interfere or no I think I'll wait for the finals for that one Ooh, the finals so I think for now we're good this is fine okay the ascension versus the usos and the tag team quarter number one contender tag team semi-final match the ascension beat the usos and in these tag teams, number one contender tag team semifinal match of the New Day versus the Authors of Pain, the New Day get the victory. Mikey, where do you want to place these matches? Uh, do we want to switch it up from what we, where we've been placing them? Or do we want to just keep it the same? Sure, up to you. This lawnmower is freaking out, dude. Dude, it's so loud. <laughs> I, I'm looking at the wavelengths. It is definitely noticeable but it's not like totally bad it seems like but also lawnmower shut up dude i apologize <laughs> listeners okay where do you want to place these matches mikey before this lawnmower kills me let's go two and four two and four do you have any preference on which is two which is four not really okay i'll put ascension at two new day at four okay cool i will not be using my veto uh, I like the the Ascension get the victory here. Um, I think I like you said. I think you know using them as like a more of a force is interesting. If I if I had to give a pitch, Mikey, it would be that the bar in like have some situation with the Usos that cause the Usos to lose. But then again, that would bring down the fact that you're trying to make the Ascension more of a powerhouse, more of a, a, a d- dominating team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then New Day, Authors of Pain. I think it was a good idea to put the New Day in there. Um, Authors of Pain, uh, obviously them being the people that first interrupted um, the revival uh, is is interesting that them losing. I, I would like to imagine that this is not the last we're going to see the Authors of Pain. I feel like they're definitely going to destroy some people. Oh, yeah. Um but that does mean that next week we have the New Day versus the Ascension in the number one contender tag team tournament final, um, which then means the Revival will be facing either the New Day or the Ascension at Backlash. Mm-hmm. So that is exciting. I do enjoy that, my dude. So, yeah, I like it. I will not be using my veto. Cool. Um, let's look back at this uh, show opener. Or you want to move move on to something else? Do you want to take that pot out of simmer, or do we move in? Um, let's move in on it. Let's let's head back to it. Okay, see if move we can figure something out. Pot off the simmer. That's me taking the pot off the oven and moving it off. <laughs> Thank you for the foley work. Thank you. It was so bad. I'm using live foley. I'm. This actually isn't me. This isn't a lawnmower outside. I'm making the sound of the lawnmower. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm also a ventriloquist. <laughs> Incredible. I never I never knew you had that talent. No, me neither. <laughs> like I thought I was bad at bad at, you know, impressions or something, but apparently it's just ventriloquism. <laughs> okay, uh Finn Balor opened SmackDown Live after some pure face baby face words. Finn Balor admits that he barely won at WrestleMania, but he is still the WWE champion, and he's still gonna be a fighting champion, and in lieu of the superstar shakeup. It is time for a new challenger. After a beat, after a pause, waiting for a new challenger, McIntyre comes out and says that getting rid of him won't be that easy. The hunt isn't over until I have the WWE Championship and the Demon's Head on a Pike. Mm-hmm. 
that is where we left it. Um, thoughts, more, additional thoughts. Hunt isn't over until I have the WWE Championship on the Demon's Head on a Pike. Hmm. Uh, what, what was he spouting? What was Drew McIntyre spouting on episode one? He just demanded Finn Balor. That's okay. That's just what he did. He demanded Finn Balor. Uh, I guess the next thing would be yeah, over to the w- Demon's Head on a Pike. Uh, mm-hmm. Give me the demon. Give me the match. I will see. Give me the demon. Give me the demon. I'll show. I'll see you at Backlash. <sighs> Give me what I want. You know what I want. Give it to me. Um. Oh, Batista's the best meme. I think. <laughs> He's like. I feel like he understands memes too well. <laughs> um. Yeah, I like I like him just being like you can't like I like him just being like no you can't you have to you what did he say he said in the beginning that like he that like he's not he's not finished with Balor yet. Yeah, he's he's not finished. I'm not finished with you. I'm not done with you. I demand to. I want you right now. So I, I want, want to destroy I, you. I want a rematch. Uh, so Finn Balor, the Demon. I'll see you at Backlash. Yep. And walks away. And then I found. It sounds like he walks away, but then Balor stops him with his words. I hate to continue this promo that we're having tough difficulties on. So he walks away, then Balor, he goes to walk away, then Balor, like, stops him and he goes, Drew! Yo, Drew Mac. Yo, Drew Man. Yo, buddy. Yo, hey, hey, buddy. Just like, McIntyre. Yo, bro. What does he say? Does he, does he try to reject this, or does he just go, you're on? Um, uh, it's interesting. Um, how, what would Balor say? I mean, let's think about what's going on in Balor's head. Drew wants to kill him, and <laughs> he wants to decapitate him, and he wants to challenge the demon again. Finn Balor knows that as the demon, he barely won. Mm-hmm. So, it's interesting. I mean, he can agree to be the demon yet again, but does he want to maybe add something to the match to make it easier for him or even then would that be harder because then McIntyre has the same rules or lack of rules I don't know I feel like if he added something it would kind of take away from the demon a little bit to be like he needs this to beat Drew McIntyre now you know well I mean he does that is he the demon kind of does need something to help maybe help him I mean he did he was able to win but it was literally with a roll up like you know, it, like it was, it was close. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he does need something. That's the mm-hmm. question: is what? I think the question is: did did, did he want to just did he want to take on uh, McIntyre just normal again to see to prove that he could, that the demon could get a definitive win over anyone, and to prove that he could be strong instead of just having to 
basically take a cop out like he did. Like he never, like he doesn't say this, but I'm assuming this is like kind of what's in his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is we're we're Jiminy Cricket right now. Yeah. So you were saying Ballard doesn't want to be the demon? No, I think he does want to be the demon, but he doesn't want it to be like, um, like a no DQ match or something. Like he wants to beat him like in a straight one on one match, like definitively, to prove to himself that like the demon can still be dominant. So maybe the stipulation being that uh, if Balor wins as the demon, McIntyre cannot challenge for the WWE Championship ever again. Ever again? Ever again. He can't challenge Balor again. How about yeah, that? Well, yeah, obviously, Mikey. Okay. That's that's the loophole. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if if he wins... Unless, unless Drew McIntyre wins the money in the bank. And if Drew McIntyre wins, no more demon. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Mikey. Yes. Holy just, crap. Just like if 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 I beat you at Backlash, you can't challenge me for this WWE title again. But if you win, the demon is dead. The demon is dead. Oh my god. That is a that is a gauntlet throne that McIntyre will accept that Balor is risking it all. Yeah. Holy crap. I think that's the match for Backlash. Oh my god, my dude. Yeah, I agree. That's that's the match. If Drew McIntyre wins, he has successfully slayed the demon. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, I love it, Mikey. Uh, I love it, Maggle. <laughs> I love it, Maggle. Um, when we come back, we'll continue. I'm stunned at how great that is. Uh, (laughs) when we come back, we will continue booking this show. So stay tuned. We are back. Mikey, I'm still stunned by that amazing stipulation. If McIntyre wins, the demon is dead. Yes. I, that is, oh boy, that is an insane stipulation. I am already, I would love to see that. Yeah. Honestly, and I cannot wait till we have to record a backlash pay-per-view because that is going to be an impossible decision to make for me. Yeah, it's going to be insane. Backlash is going to be a tough one. Stay tuned for that special pay-per-view, everybody. That hmm. Our Backlash pay-per-view that is definitely happening, unlike WWE's real one. Unlike WWE's real one. I think I think it got pushed back, and to replace it, they have a new pay-per-view coming out called Stomping Grounds. That's a magic card. <laughs> Thank you, Mikey. It is. No, I just, I just like the way you said that. <laughs> it's a magic card. It's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I just like the way you said <laughs> I just love the way you said that. It was so innocent and sweet, and I, no wonder you're the baby face of the show. <laughs> okay, let's talk. Let's talk Intercontinental title picture. So we talked before I get, when I gave my pitch, and we wanted to do my pitch, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. So Pete Dunn is talking to GM Page. Okay. Saying that he wants another shot, another fair shot, I guess you should say. Shot at Andrade. Mm-hmm. Page says that even though it wasn't fair, um, he did lose, and she has to honor that. Mm-hmm. Which means that um, Dunn has to now wait his turn. Does Dunn, like, walk out really angry? Dunn now has to wait his turn um, because uh, she has many more people to challenge for the IC title. Uh, I don't feel like Dunn walks out angry. I think the new person walks in before Dunn walks out. Mm-hmm. Who do you want the new person to be? I gave some pitches. I think I like Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz, Carmella. Yeah. Okay, so Apollo Cruz and Carmella walk in, mm-hmm. and Carmella thanks Paige for this icy title opportunity for Apollo. Mm-hmm. Uh, blah blah. What else? What else? What What is happening? Um. Hmm. So Apollo Crews and Carmella walk in. Maybe Paige is like, you haven't exactly earned your match yet. Maybe okay, maybe maybe they walk in, they think Paige. Apollo and Pete Dunn stare Dunn. Dunn leaves, and then Paige tells Apollo stuff. Well, Apollo, you haven't exactly gotten there yet. I do have an idea for I do have a, you do have a scheduled match tonight, maybe against Pete Dunn. Oh, or it could be someone else like Rusev or something. Okay, I like I like throwing in more people. So maybe like yeah, you have a scheduled match against Rusev, and if you beat him, then if you beat Rusev, then you'll get a shot to be number to be number one contender or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you, just you, beating you... Rusev would be a weird way to become the number one contender for the title. Well, Rusev has the same opportunity. If Rusev wins, he becomes the number one contender for the IC title. Okay. So whoever wins that match? Yeah. All right. Or should it be someone else other than Rusev? I don't know. I just threw that name out of my butt. No, I like Rusev. Okay. So Dunn and Apollo stare each other down. Um, Then Dunn leaves. Paige tells... Apollo and Carmella that he hasn't quite earned the shot yet um, but he has a match against Rusev um, if whoever wins that match becomes the new number one contender for the IC title mm-hmm Okay, pool. I said pool, not cool. Cool. That's the words I meant to say. Cool. Okay. Cool. All right. Cool. Neat. 
Neato. Yeah. Okay, so where do you want to place this match? Match number three seems like the only spot left. Yep. Because I don't feel like it's a main event. Me neither. Okay, so we got uh, Rusev, no Lana. Lana is no longer on this show, so Rusev doesn't have anybody. Womp womp. Womp 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 womp. <laughs> Apollo Cruz with Carmella. Um, normal contender, IC title match. Okay, so what's happening here? Uh, Apollo hmm. wins clean. Does Apollo win clean? Does or does Apollo he win? Or does he win, win with the help clean. of Carmella? Or does he help with the win? <laughs> you tried. <laughs> I succeeded. I can speak words when I want to, Mikey, but sometimes I choose not to. And sometimes I just don't feel like it. Apparently, it's all the time when I'm recording a podcast. Okay, so does he win cleanly? Well, are we deciding? Apollo Crews wins. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the decision is, I guess, is it a clean win? Is Carmella involved? Or in, in some sort of weird fashion, he still wins, but Pete Dunne was involved? I think I think I like Pete Dunne getting involved. Okay, how does Pete Dunne get involved, but that stills, uh, still allows Apollo to win? That is the question. Does he get involved? Does he get involved and allow Apollo to win, or does he just get involved, hit both of them, and like goes to walk away? Okay, here's here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he there Apollo Cruz versus Rusev. Pete Dunne interferes, just like starts beating up on both of them, and then as he goes to walk away, Paige goes, "Get back in there! This is now a triple threat match." Uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling that. Okay. I, I scanned my brain and decided it wasn't feeling it. Gotcha. That's what that sound was. Um, What about Dunn does that while the referee's down, attacks Apollo Crews, attacks Rusev, but then... Carmella drags Apollo Crews on top of Rusev and then get wakes up the referee and one, two, three, Apollo wins. I like it. I could take that. Can you take it and eat it? He just like he, like the ref the ref gets knocked out somehow and he just bitter ends them both and walks away and then Carmella's like, Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Because I like this idea that like Carmella is helping Apollo Crews rise up in the ranks. Mm-hmm. I think that's sort of like, remember when we had that pitch of like, or when we had that segment where Apollo Cruz or Carmella was talking to Apollo Cruz? Mm-hmm. I like this idea that it's Carmella sees something in Apollo Cruz and is trying to, you know, throw him up the ranks of us being a superstar. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, and that it becomes ever more apparent in this match where the ref gets knocked out, done, attacks, Cruz. And Rusev uh, then leaves. I don't know what he was trying to get, what Dunn was trying to get out of that. Uh, I don't know. He's mad. Fair enough. He, I, I also, he's not the he's, smartest. He's mad and Pete Dunn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Then leaves. Uh, Carmella drags Apollo... On to Rusev, wakes 
up. Ref, Apollo wins. Okay, cool. I like that. Number one contender in a kind of title match. Apollo Crews defeats Rusev to become the number one contender, which means that Backlash currently mm-hmm. it's Andrade with Vega versus Apollo Crews. With Carmella. With Carmella. Looks like someone's got a tag match next week. Sounds good to me. A mixed tag. A good mixed tag match. That's what that sounds like to my ears. I agree. Okay. Um, okay. Would you like to hear uh, anything from the women's division, Mikey? Uh, yeah, let's hear it. What do you got? I would love if you were just like, mm, no, actually. No, what do you got? Let's hear it. Uh, I got two pitches for you. Let me open up my phone to read them. <laughs> I should probably l- look at them to give them to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. so this where? Okay, oh my god. Okay, he, okay. Where is it? There. <laughs> I lost my pitches. Okay, you ready for these, my bad boy? Yeah. My lunatic fringe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So first segment. Uh, Charlotte Flair walks out to give another promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, as she's about to speak, uh, Naomi comes out. Okay. Naomi says that she's heard Flair spouting nonsense about her being the best and her being above everyone else for the past. Nonsense, you say? Non- nonsense. Uh, about her being the best and being above everyone else for the past two weeks and that she is here to stop it. Uh, Charlotte right. Flair is a sorry champion who is just an entitled piece of cheating trash. Ooh, burn. Uh, Flair is a shadow of her former self, and Naomi is here to bring the glow. Nice. Flair responds, saying that the difference between herself and Naomi is that Naomi is a former champion, while Flair is a reigning champion of the women's division. Naomi proceeds to cut Flair off by saying, not for long, then challenges Flair to a title match at Backlash. Flair scoffs at the idea, but accepts... Charlotte Flair versus Naomi at Backlash for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. That's segment one. Segment two, we get a Nia Jax promo with a returning Alexa Bliss. Okay. So Alexa Bliss is back from injury. I love that. Uh, the two announced that they reinstated their friendship because they both sat down, talked it out, and realized that everyone is beautiful except they are genetic goddesses. Okay. Uh, as for the Iconics, uh, thinking they are good enough to battle Asuka and Ember Moon is laughable. They aren't champions. They haven't won a single thing in the career here. The only thing they won was a perfect 10 phone number and a third wheel. Ooh. Big yikes. Uh, the Iconics then come out. They say that Bliss and Jax are right. What's up? That's a very good line there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it took me like 30 minutes to go with it. <laughs> the Iconic come out. Uh, they say that Bliss and Jax are right. Everyone is beautiful. In fact, everyone is... Mikey, can you finish that phrase for me? Everyone is... Iconic! Perfect. Except for the so-called genetic goddesses. Being iconic means working hard year after year with your best friend by your side so that the two of you can achieve your dreams. Becoming the first... Or becoming the women's tag team champions. <laughs> Uh, they're not the first that's <laughs> multiple people have held it. Yep. 
uh, a dream that is finally within reach and Bliss and Jax won't be able to stop it. They have come too far to let their dreams die now. Uh, GM Page comes out and makes a number one contender match between the two teams for next week. Winner challenges the Empress of the Night at Backlash for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that's my pitch. Those are my pitches. Okay, alright. I like it. I like everything, but for some reason, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax getting back together is weird to me. Okay. Um, I get we need more women's tag teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's, what is it weird about? What's weird about it to you? I don't know. It just feels like they had, like, a really big feud, and then just all of a sudden just being like, yeah, I'm back. Yeah, we're back together again. Like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Fair. Uh, When was their last big feud? Was that, like, two WrestleManias ago? Yeah, I guess. Um... I don't know. They had they just haven't really interacted since then, you know. Yeah, that is. They haven't. So it's weird for just Alexa Bliss to come back and be like, "Yep, we're a team again." Mm, a, yeah, I guess that's fair. Without like any build towards it, you know. Uh, Thoughts on the Charlotte Flair one? I like that one. No, so okay, so you so you gotta decide for the second week in a row. I'm not sure if it's me or what, but it's the second week in a row, Mikey. You gotta decide. Are you gonna be using your veto? Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to be using it. But it sounds like you're definitely considering it. I am a little bit, just because I don't, like, I would rather Alexa Bliss and Nia do their own things. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I guess I understand the the tag team again. Yeah, if I could, like, open up the the concrete curtain a little bit. Is the concrete curtain just a wall? I think it would be, yeah. Also, that's not a phrase, the concrete no. curtain. It isn't, but it sounds like it should be. It sounds like it should be, but it's definitely not. Um, so if I can open up the concrete curtain real quick. Oh, real, oh, Say that five times fast. Um, so yeah, so the my a little trouble I got right now with me is that look at our women's and face dynamics in this division, in our women's division. The only women faces right now are Tamina, Naomi, and Dana Brooke. Yikes. Um, Charlotte Flair being the champion. So because of that, so my situation, my the thing I'm struggling with is, look, we need a women's tag team feud sort of situation to create something. So I made a tag team out of Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. because that made more sense to me than anyone else i guess in terms i know i know that there is that weirdness i try to write around it with the whole like we talked we sat down we talked about it we talked through our feelings or whatever and we came up to the conclusion that everyone was beautiful except we're better um yeah but the, and the real problem is that like there are way too many heels and there's not enough faces to make any sort of challenge against charlotte flair because I think it is more interesting. I think our heels are way more interesting characters right now. Charlotte Flair, Ruby Riot, who I haven't used at all yet, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler. Um, I feel like all of those. Oh, Carmella's a face now as well. I feel like all of those people are way more exciting. So, like, I would like a face mm-hmm. champion just because. You know, and if, if Naomi does win, if I do decide that Naomi wins, 
if Naomi wins, then that could be Naomi Flair, Naomi Riot, Naomi Bliss, Naomi Baszler, which mm. I don't know. Flair and Baszler would be better, but also Flair needs to turn face, and I'm nowhere close to that. <laughs> yeah, and mm. then the women's division and the women's tag division. It's like I need to build some sort of credible thing. I mean, I'm starting to get, you know, and I would argue, Mikey, is that in that Bliss Jack's iconic promo. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, the Iconics, are now faces. Okay. I think in that promo, is not, not only is the formation of Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss as the genetic goddesses, it's Peyton Royce and Billy Kay becoming faces. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm... I should, I should say that. That is what I'm doing there. Um, I, I, I forget to say what I'm doing. <laughs> Just ask, please. Um, yeah, so yeah, it would be the Iconics turning face, Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss becoming a team, and yeah, because cause I'm trying to like figure out what I'm what to do with the whole face and heel dynamic. Because if you look at the chart, like this is what it'll look like now. Because we'll have t- faces being Tamina, Naomi, Brooke, Carmella, Royce, and Kay. Well, the heels are Jax, Flair, Riot, Bliss, and Baszler, and Vega. Mm-hmm. It's much looks, more even. Yeah, this looks much better. Where before, I think it was like four faces. Yeah. And now it's way more than that. Mm-hmm. Seven. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I Yeah, I understand that it's like I'm weirdly putting Bliss and Jax back together, but I'm not going to put Jax and Flair back together. Fair. And besides that, I mean, maybe you could do Shayna Baszler, Ruby Riot, but that would be weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if if you're not also picking up on that, uh, I'm kind of putting Brooke and Tamina together, mm-hmm. and maybe eventually they can be a, a a good tag team as well in there. That is interesting, as Tamina and Brooke. So then it would be Tamina, Brooke, Iconics, and then Genetic Goddesses as the teams. Mm-hmm. And I could just cycle around. But yeah, it's I'm building a lot of crap here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a shitty situation into a sandwich. Fair. Whether or not it becomes a shit sandwich is whatever it becomes. <laughs> uh, but if you don't like it, you could certainly use your veto. I, I think after the explanation you gave, I think it, I, I'm into it. Yeah. Also, do you also feel like we should get two vetoes from now on? Uh, maybe. I feel like after after when, when we cycle back around to when we swap sides uh, mm-hmm. and in two pay-per-views, I think we should make it two vetoes. Okay. Uh, to do some behind-the-scenes booking. So, yeah. so Because one, one is very high stakes, I guess. Yeah, one is like... I really don't want to use that on that. Yeah. Especially when it's like, if I like one half of the idea, but I don't like the other half. <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe that's a thing we can talk about as well, is like, if someone likes one half of the idea, maybe there's like a half veto. Yeah. Then then you only get half a veto left. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, what about this, Mikey? You get, you get half a veto, but you have to... You can't end with half a veto. You have to end with either a full, nothing or a full veto left. Okay. So you can use. We'll have to do that next time around. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it 
we'll, yeah, talk we'll, about we'll figure later. out we'll figure out the math and figure out the confusing terms and crap yeah and the confusing rules that we put on ourselves to make it <laughs> realistic um yeah so those are my pitches so okay. veto or no veto no veto you got it yes i'm a baller um okay so where the heck am i gonna put these i'm gonna put these um i think the charlotte flair promo can go i don't know i think the charlotte flair promo can go uh after apollo no after ascension and usos okay and then the Nia Jax promo, Rat Alexa Bliss promo can go after Apollo Crews and Carmella. Okay, I'm into that. Okay, cool. So we only have a match. We have two matches left and a segment to put in this show. So, Mikey, what are your thoughts? What would you like to do? Um, hmm. So we need... We need dream and we need ricochet Ricochet. rico we Uh, also could use miz and Strowman, and we could also do roman reigns uh uh dan bryan i think another miz Strowman bit could be good agreed so it sounds like that would be the segment that would fill up that segment spot yep okay so okay so that's that segment being um uh the Miz um uh goes to Strowman to try to convince him to become his new protege. Mm-hmm. What it happens. Hmm. How does Strowman respond like maybe so Miz tries to convince Strowman to be a team and be his protege. How does Strowman respond to getting this again? Um, getting this offer again? Uh, hmm. say, respond saying, look. Maybe saying, he's like, I don't need the help of a guy I can crush with my bare hands. Oh my god, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need the help from someone that he can crush with his bare hands. Um, and then he picks up a watermelon and crushes it with his bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> the route the the route of doing something comedic with this is very tantalizing, but I'm not sure if I want to go that route. Oh, but it could be so good. I know, but the problem the only thing that's holding me off Mikey with doing that is the fact that like has been very apparent. Maybe, oh, me? Is that what it is? Is the fa- you know how like we everyone complains about how Strowman does like some a lot of these comedy things and like the WrestleMania is bad for Strowman. Yeah. Is it because Strowman is just a very funny character to write for? He's very. He is like he's very good. He's just fu- like it, like if we could do that, he, yeah, he's he just funny. Beard, like, like, he, he, like, like if they didn't up... write him so bad, he could actually be funny on his own. 
Yeah, like if he if we do that, if he's like, I could crush you with my bare hands, then picks up a watermelon and crushes it, that would be like, what the, f- what are you talking about? Or like, cru- or like, take something out of Miz's hands, like a like if, like Miz has like a soda can or something, and just like, sm- like crushes it and drops it. Oh no, he's he has a water bottle in his hand and he squeezes it, and all the water goes in Miz's face. <laughs> Oh man, that would be funny. Um, something he can crush. Okay, so he didn't need help from someone he can crush with his bare hands. Uh, maybe he doesn't do it immediately. That's way too cheesy and comedic. Yeah. Um, maybe the Miz says something. Well, this guy you've cr- this guy you could crush with your bare hands has also been WWE champion and just goes through like it go- it just goes through like his list of accolades. Yeah, the Miz says, and he's like, and what has Braun been? Ooh, that he. Miz says that he, that, that, this, okay, yeah, that this guy that you can crush with your bare hands has won, insert Miz's list of accolades, <laughs> tag team champ, multi-time, multi-time tag team champion, uh, WB champion, um, you, uh, like United States Intercontinental champion, United States champion. Is that it? He he, he just kind of goes off. Money know? the bank winner, yeah. Uh, Slammy award winner, and and uh, the host of the most must see show on on TV. Yeah, both Ms. TV and Ms. and Mrs. Yes, and he brings up Ms. and Mrs. Definitely, of course, and the guy. That pinned Roman Reigns last week. Yeah. And the guy that won us our match last week. So what do you say about that, Braun? And then Braun grabs his water bottle and slashes in the face. <laughs> I like that. Braun, like, it's like a full water bottle. And Braun just smashes it and just like... Poof. That Braun... Braun takes the Miz's water bottle. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Miz's water bottle. He sp- he smash cr- crunches it in his hands, which splashes all the water into the Miz's face. I don't know. I feel like that's that's a little too funny. Like that's a little like too comedic for what just happened. But the Miz could play that off so well, though. <laughs> yeah, the Miz and Braun Strowman can be very comedic as a group. Yeah, I think I think we could do that. Just like he grabs his water bottle or like whatever he has in his hand and just crushes it, causing the water to splash in the Miz's face. Yeah, and then he walks away, and Miz is standing there wet, <laughs> and then walks away with the Miz standing wet. I like that. Honestly, I do like that a lot. <laughs> I'm honestly a fan of that segment a lot. <laughs> the more you think about it, the more I'm like, man, that's a really good segment. <laughs> okay, so we got two matches left to book, Mike, here, Mikey. Well, I guess one and like potentially another one if we so choose. Mm-hmm. So what would we like to book? Um, We could do something Roman Reigns, Dan Bryan. Of course, that is always the option. Um, yeah. People that we haven't used yet. Jeff Hardy hasn't been used in any capacity yet. Um, Rey Mysterio was used once. 
There we uh, go. Wait, hold on, hold on. I have an idea. Okay. Ricochet in his first match on SmackDown Live versus Jeff Hardy. Not Rey Mysterio? Or Rey Either one. Yeah, which which one? It's really a toss-up there. I think either one is good. Okay, so which one do you want to do? Uh, I know you're probably leaning towards Mysterio here. Uh, Ricochet has independent scene experience with Rey Mysterio. That's true. Prince, so they, go to Lucha Underground, Rey Mysterio and Prince Puma. So there's a little bit of story there. There's definitely history. Okay. And Jeff Hardy is a Woken Warrior. And Jeff Hardy is Jeff Hardy, man. Like, <laughs> So how do you feel? Um. Yeah, I no, think we can do Just know that whoever we don't choose will die. Oh shit! Uh, uh, sorry, Jeff. Wow, Rey Mysterio, it is then. That's fine. I feel like I feel like Jeff Hardy's had a long run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Jeff Hardy, just dying like that. Okay, so Ricochet versus Rey Mysterio. I'm going to ask this question because it's fairly obvious. How does Velveteen Dream get involved? Uh, maybe he maybe he just go walks out on stage and watches Ricochet like watches Ricochet in his match and like doesn't do anything and just kind of is there, you know. During the match, I'm going to say during the match, not before. Is that fair? Yeah, you know, during the match, like. That's more mind gamey. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like they're like they're in the middle of their match, and then Velveteen Dream walks out on stage. Well, hold on, hold on. He doesn't walk out on stage. He's rolled out on a couch. No, we can't steal that again. It's steal that? Good. We've never done it. WWE has. I mean, an NXT. Yeah. <laughs> but we can have it at our disposal. Uh. He's got to be sitting in something. He's not going to be standing there. Do you think Velveteen Dream will stand there the entire match? Yeah, I don't know. They roll him out on the throne or something. Yeah, there it is. Velveteen Dream is rolled out on a throne. To sit and watch the match. And, and like, Ricochet's, like, yelling at him from, like, the ring. And he's just like, go fight. Go. Go. He's, he's, he's like, shooing him away with his hand. Yeah, go. Entertain the dream. Oh, man. I can definitely hear that being said. Entertain the dream. Um, okay, so what happens in this match? It sounds like there is a obvious wi- a clean finish here. Mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't feel like Velveteen Dream's getting involved. So uh, who's your pick to win, Ricochet or Rey Mysterio? I think Ricochet could win his first match here. Yeah. That's a classic WWE move, his first match, have him win. Yeah. Anyway, in New Japan, New Japan would be like, no, Rey, Rey Mysterio wins. Mm-hmm. Oh, but Rey Mysterio is old. Hmm, New Japan. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So Ricochet wins his debut match. During the match, Velveteen Dream is rolled on a throne and watches the match. What happens following the match? Um, Maybe he maybe he goes to like walk past. He goes to walk out, and him and Dream have a little bit of a stare down. Mm-hmm. Following the match, Dream and Rick, 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 and Rick uh, stare down each other. Dream and Rick O'Shea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they just have a little bit of a stare down, and I think I think Ricochet's like he's kind of like he's kind of like in like a fight. He's like kind of he's like bring it on, like come on, let's fight. And Ricochet just and, and Velveteen Dream just keeps like shooing him away. He's like go go to bed, get out of here. 
Did you say go to bed? Go to the back. <laughs> well, go to bed also works. <laughs> go to bed. Get out of here. I can here. see Velveteen Dream telling Ricochet to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like a funny thing. Like, what did he... Oh, my God. What did he just say? Ricochet and Dream. Uh, uh, Ricochet... Probably match Ricochet and Dream scare each other down. I don't know how else to write that. They kind of start yell. They kind of start yelling at each other a little bit. Yell at each other. Okay, and that's and that's that and that's that. No, no physical, no physicality. I don't think so. Okay, so is that it? We got one more potential matchup, Mikey. Do we want to use it? Uh, we could do. Yeah, I mean, we could we could do the Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan match. Are we doing that as a match? Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan? I like it. Oh, man, because that's like a pay-per-view match if we wanted to. That's true. But, okay, well, what if... Okay, well, okay, 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 okay. Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. But Daniel Bryan turns more heel. Oh, I remember... I just remember what I texted you. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. I just remember what I texted you. Should I read that real quick? Yeah, hit the hit hit him with that pitch. Hit hit the hit the audience with that pitch. Yeah, it's definitely like a segment though. That's the problem. Yeah. Um so maybe we should save this for next week. Okay, we could do that. Okay, well that's a little tease for the audience then. Next week, stay yeah, so tuned. Because I got week, a pitch. Stay tuned. I got a I got a gosh dang pitch of the century for Daniel Bryan turning heel on Roman Reigns. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe he- Maybe Brian turns heel tonight, and then when it's like, Brian explains his actions next week, and then that's the segment. Nice. Okay, Roman, is it, is it, okay, so is this Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, or is it like Roman Reigns versus someone else or something? I think it's Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Okay, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Um, who wins? Roman Reigns versus DQ? Yeah, Roman Reigns via DQ. Brian does something. Kick, kicking the, kicking the nutter butters. <laughs> kicking the nutter butters. Um, kick, kick, kicked in the dog pound. Hold on, the dog bone. Hold on, the kibbles, kibbles and bits. <laughs> um, what are those little like, like porky combined balls that are all around the yard? I don't know. Uh, I think they're called gumballs. So kicking the gumballs because it's his yard. Maybe. If he shaves, is it? If he doesn't shave, does he call that his yard? Maybe they get thrown to the outside, and Brian hits Reigns with a monitor or something. Ooh, okay. Because I feel like kicking the nuts is so like overdone at this point. After Brian hits Reigns repeatedly, I think I think Reigns like goes. Well, so they don't have monitors anymore, don't they? Have like iPads? Yeah, you're right. Maybe the ring bell. Ooh. Just like something from like that back area that could like surprise like he's like like Brian's like kinda like knocked out over there and they just turns around and knocks him on the head with it or something. Uh I'll ask that question again. Repeatedly? I think once at first to get like the initial like shock of it, and then mm-hmm. yes, he goes off. Like okay, one nice one to be like, Whoa, why did he do that? And then Daniel Bryan goes off on Roman Reigns. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Daniel Bryan stands tall at the end. Are these shots focused anywhere specifically? Are they focused on the head, focus on the neck? I think he hits him in the head the first time and then kind of just keeps 
just hit it, just kind of beating him up everywhere else. Like he puts him in the the label lock or whatever, you know. He does he does that like cool neck stomp. Yeah, he does the neck stomp. He does the running knee. He does like the the label lock. He holds it. He holds him on it for like a while. That like mm-hmm. like people have to come in and pull him off. Yeah, gosh dang, Daniel Bryan turned heel in a big way. In a big dog. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh God, he's dead. <laughs> Oh God, Mikey! <laughs> um, God, is Velveteen Dream a heel or a face? I'm just looking. I just adjusted our face and heel charts. Who knows? Velveteen man. Dream a heel or a face here? He's a floater. God, he's an in betweener. He's definitely like the heel in the feud. Maybe. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, cool. Daniel Bryan's turn heel. Mikey, we have booked our card. Honestly, I like it. I said like this card. I like the shakeup. I like I like what we've been doing since the shakeup. Mm-hmm. I like the changes we've been doing. Uh, but it could go all away uh, because it's now time to hit the randomizer, Mikey. And I believe it's your turn. Yeah, yeah, it is. And guess what, Mikey? Next week it will be my turn, and then at Backlash it will be yours. God damn it! Why do I always get the hard ones? <laughs> you always get the pay per views. Uh man. Oh, just yeah, just what we needed. Oh god. All right, what so is it? we got the randomizer. Would you like to describe it first before we jump into this? Before I before we ruin our card? <laughs> yeah, before we jump into what it what the result was. So the randomizer is our way of our hit the books way of giving that anything can happen mentality of WWE. So many people, so many podcasts have, you know, they write storylines and whatever, but Anything can happen. People can get injured. There can be wellness policy violations. There could be Vince McMahon could suddenly change his mind about something. Yep. Um, you know, uh, you know, any anything like that could happen. Um, so it is our job here on Hit the Books to replicate that in the most realistic way possible. And the randomizer, apparently for us, seems to be the only way to do it because <laughs> it does feel random. So we have done that. Mikey, you've rolled it. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be bad. What is it? Now that I actually think about it, it's not too bad because we basically already did it. Okay. We got heel turn. Face superstar must turn heel. Well, we did it. Thank I, you, Daniel I say Bryan. we did that successfully. Thank you, Daniel Bryan. Bryan turn heel. Yeah, I like hit it. Then I, then I was like, oh, no. Then I like thought about it for a second. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> we just did that. We Daniel literally Bryan just heel. did that. Wow. All Man. right, cool. We could have take that randomizer. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes the randomizer is a, a friend. Sometimes the randomizer is a foe. Sometimes it's a and friend. Even if it was the other way. Sometimes even it's if the it face, was like sometimes a face turn. Even if it was a face turn, we had the Iconics turn face. Yeah. So we were good. We were set there either way. Yeah. God, I can't wait. I can't. There's so many, so many points here that I can't wait for them to come up. Yep. Like Vince scrapped the show. Anyways, everybody. Uh, this has been Hit the Books, uh, from Mikey to Ryan. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. If you can, Mikey, can you let the audience know what to do, where they can find us? Well, they can find us on our Twitter, at Hit the Books Pod, where we tweet SmackDown Live, and we talk about the show, and we do our meter and our booking polls, where you can vote in how you like the segments that we've booked today, and how excited you are for the segments that we've booked today. Uh, you can also find us on our YouTube channel where we do our uh, reviews for our, for every WWE pay per view that's that happens. We we post our we do a little recording we do our review of it, see how it is, blah blah blah. 
And also, we do our WWE 2K19 outcomes, where we have to decide one of our matches based on WWE 19. WWE 2K19. Uh, and we do commentary on those, and they're fun. Uh, you can mm-hmm. also find us anywhere you can find your podcast. Just look up Hit the Books, and you'll find us. I'm sure if you're here and listening to this, you found us already. So congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can give us the five meatball review on Apple pot on Apple podcasts and leave us and leave us uh, a review so we can hear what you think about the show. Yeah, please leave a review that, uh, only allows us to do our job more, do our job better, expand our show, um, and find more people that can listen to it. Uh, uh, we think, um, that, uh, that, that I forget what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know exactly what I was going to say there, but Mikey, uh, uh, yes, you can find us at Hit the Books Pod on Twitter. Subscribe and follow and and whatever with our podcast and leave a review, please. Oh gosh darn, please, will you do so? I'm begging, I'm pleading, I'm on my knees. Won't you please on my knees? That's I don't like that anymore. <laughs> leave a review for Hit the Books. Um, that is all for this week's episode of Hit the Books. Until next time, Mikey, we've got two words for you. Book it.